Welcome to the Rock Podcast. We believe this podcast is built on the rock and will teach and equip you for the works of ministry. We believe and trust God that the teachings will give you the keys to enter into a deeper revelation of the Word. We pray that the Holy Spirit will ignite an unstoppable fire in you and that it will transform you and every place you set your feet. Enjoy today's episode. Welcome to today's episode of the Rock Podcast. My name is Rick and I have the privilege of doing today's teaching. It is the last Monday of November and we're still doing the teaching about the subject salvation and Peter did an amazing episode last week about facts and myths about salvation and I want to go further on what Peter said about the question, can you lose your salvation? I want to go some deeper into it because I was thinking maybe if you heard about losing your salvation and you are struggling with sin at the moment, it might be that you are afraid that you lost your salvation already. If a fear has come over you and think that you lost your salvation, I want to encourage you that actually the fear of the lie that you lost your salvation is from the enemy. Because God is love and love cast out all fear. And as long as the enemy is trying to discourage you, and as long as as you are afraid that you lost your salvation, it's actually a confirmation that you still want to please God. And I believe the Spirit of God wants to say to you right now, you are more than a conqueror. And there is nothing that can separate you from his love. If you want to please God, then go to that place of faith. And faith is not believing in God, but believing God that all that he says about you is true. And that he gave everything for you to be his son or daughter. And that he is not impressed by your sin. It was God himself who gave his life for you when you were still his enemy. So how much more shall we be saved now that he is resurrected from the dead? We can read that in Romans 5 verse 10. And I want to talk further about losing your salvation, but let me first say this. In theology we have negotiable things and non-negotiable things. That Jesus is God and that Jesus died for us and that he is resurrected from the dead and that he is sitting at the right hand of the Father. There are non-negotiable things. And the same counts for the fact that God is three in one, Father, Son, and Spirit. For me, the question of losing your salvation is negotiable. And I first want to say this. I don't have all answers. Peter don't have all answers. And you don't have all answers. But what we all have is the Spirit of God and the Word of God and our own responsibility to study the Word for ourselves. My opinion is that you can't lose your salvation if you have sinned. If you reject Jesus, he will reject you. But you may ask yourself the question, if you are truly saved, if you have come to that point that you have fully surrendered yourself to Jesus, can you actually come to a point that you reject Jesus? Maybe. But I cannot imagine that someone who was dead in his sin and came to life in Jesus, come to a point and reject Jesus again. And maybe yeah, you have some people in mind, people of uh, that attend church for many years and that they come to a point uh, that they are so disappointed in God or the church that they reject Jesus. But I am convinced that they were not really saved and that it was all counterfeit what you saw in their lives. And for me, that is where Hebrews is about. But... As I said, I don't have all answers and I can be wrong in this, even as Peter can be wrong in this. But for me, this is negotiable. 
But as I said, your first responsibility is to study the word for yourself. And that is also the purpose of the Rock Podcast. We want to encourage you and we want to equip you so that you take the full responsibility in that what God wants you to do. For me, non-negotiable is the fact that you can't lose your salvation because you have sinned. Because God gave everything for you while you were dead in your sins. It is undeserving grace. And there is no one that when he is dead in his sin is looking for God. So God made you alive while you were dead. And then the Christian walk starts. And it it is called sanctification. It is becoming more Christ-like. And every day we become more Christ-like. And we have to remember always that till the day Jesus returns... Until the day we die, we carry our own flesh with us. And our own flesh always goes against the Spirit of God. And we always have our own mistakes and we always have our struggles. Till the day Jesus returns, until the day we die. So becoming more Christ-like is a process. It, and it goes on day by day. Imagine in what fear we live if we make a mistake and we have constantly have to ask ourselves the question, am I still saved? So if that was truly the fact, then you can lose your salvation by your mistake. And then it becomes your responsibility. And the fact that you are saved is depending on you. And then is it, then it is not grace anymore. But remember always, salvation is the undeserving gift from God to you. By grace you are saved. Because God so loved the world. So remember, you can't lose your salvation because you have sinned or because you struggle with some sin. Because if that was the point, it is no grace anymore. And again I say, by grace you are saved. What I also feel for today, what the Spirit of God wants to say to you, is that salvation looks forward and not backward. The old has passed away, and behold, new things has come. Has come. And I want to address two kinds of people today. People who are backsliding and struggle with sin or addiction and feel they don't deserve to come to God anymore. And I want to address the people who lost their joy of their salvation because they started at some point to add things to grace. And remember, it is grace alone and not grace plus something of your own work. I believe the Spirit of God says the following, Today is the day that the joy of your, of your salvation will be restored. And I'm going to read from the Bible, and I will say something short by it, but let the Spirit of God speak to you while I'll read the word for you. And I will read three passages of the Bible for you. And the first passage I will read is from Revelation chapter 2, uh, the letter to the church in uh, Ephesus. To the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things says he who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not, and have found them liars. And you have persevered and have patience, and have labored for my name's sake, and have not become weary. Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first work, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. But this you have, that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate." 
Hear you as an ear, let them hear what the Spirit said to the churches. To him who overcome, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of paradise of God. And what I want to say about it is, if you are zealous for the work of the Lord, but you have lost your joy in it, it can be that you try to please the Lord in your own strength. And the Bible calls it dead works. Only faith pleases God. And remember, by grace you are saved and by grace you will live. We are called to make steps in obedience led by the Spirit and we are not called to work in our own strength. I believe Jesus is saying to you today, go back to your first love. The second passage I read is Psalm 51. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned. And done this evil in your sight, that you may be found just when you speak, and blameless when you just behold. I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. Behold, you desire true in the inward parts, and in the hidden part you will make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear joy and gladness, that the bones you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me by your generous spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners shall be converted to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God the God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall show forth your praise. For you do not desire sacrifice, or else I would give it. You do not delight in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. These, O God, you will not despise. Do good in your good, good pleasure to Zion. Build the walls of Jerusalem. Then you shall be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offering and whole burnt offering. And then they shall offer bulls on your altar. And what I want to say about this passage is that this was David after he committed the, the sin of adultery and he even murdered Uriah by placing him in the front line. This was not an unsafe David, but it was a man in ministry who fell in sin. And even with this kind of sin, he was able to come back to God and God called David a man after his own heart. It even teaches us that we do, that we do not have to think too high of ourselves because we are all men and we all need the same grace. But if you have struggled with sin or if you are struggling right now, go to Jesus and ask Jesus to create in you a new heart. Repent. And ask Jesus to make you bold for the bus, for the gospel again. Because Jesus is able and willing to do so. And the third and last passage I want to read is from Philippians. But what things were gained to me, 
These I have counted loss for Christ, yet indeed I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that, that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Breeden, I do not count myself to have apprehended it, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Press toward the goal for the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And I want to close this episode by saying the following. Nothing of your success in the kingdom of God adds something to the grace of God. And none of your failures takes something away from the, from the grace of God. Salvation is always looking forward to Christ Jesus. Salvation looks forward, not backwards. And remember, when the Spirit of God convicts you of sin, He always points to the finished work on the cross. It is Satan who wants to hold you on that place of condemnation. The devil knows your name, but calls you by your sin. God knows your sin, but he calls you by your name. Jesus said, it is finished. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. And now abide faith, hope, love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you have any questions or would like to contact us, please send an email to info at therock-podcast.com. Bedankt dat je vandaag naar de podcast geluisterd hebt. Als je vragen hebt of in contact wil komen, stuur gerust een e-mail naar info at therock-podcast.com. Dank je dat je naar vandaag zijn podcast geluisterd hebt. Als je enige vraag of met ons wil contact maken, stuur gerust een e-post naar info at therock-podcast.com Vielen Dank, dass Sie sich den Podcast heute angehört haben. Wenn Sie Fragen haben oder Kontakt aufnehmen möchten, senden Sie bitte eine E-Mail an info at podcastcom